0: Early yeah, in the morning to use it.
1: <laughs>
0: so you took me up on it, eh? Yeah, why not? It's uh I'm in a, a place in London, Brixton. I think it's called Eddie. Eddie. What yes. what's this place called? East of Brixton. East of Brixton. I'm in the Beast of Brixton. Ah, it's quite a line, isn't it? Very nice. And you're in. Well, you I could am be anywhere.
1: in the I am in the mind of God. <laughs> okay. How is the mind of God today? God is actually pretty good. I just uh, dating the latest map and uh, bringing order to chaos. I I've been. Like the gene keys supposedly gives us this value system that is inherent within our birth chart, but it's fixed. And what I've been playing with are values where you choose the values. You choose where they go. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the gene keys I was, I was realizing, you know, the fixed versus variable, you know, the, what, what do we get inherent within our supposed genes or DNA? as potential that may be unique to us but we have to discover it versus what can we choose to program with all the values available what can we program for ourselves to that dna and i think i think it's a combination of both that's 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 where i got with that so far so i made a map of the so these words are the uh-huh. are the gene key values the gifts that are within my chart and then these yeah. words are the values i'm choosing and i'm just re-choosing them for a new season maybe maybe a season each season i'm going to change them mm-hmm. and so i took some cards and did some and i wanted some divination i wanted i didn't want to choose it just wanted to <laughs> let the do something so anyway that's what i've been doing this morning and i'm making videos to explain the synergy The synergy. Um, i'm making videos to explain these two
0: synergy lens and flow
1: lens yeah. so that's you
0: love creating you love creating content yeah
1: yeah I mean this this stuff's it's interesting to, to sort of try to speak out the manual to finally get to sort of try to explain it you know I'm actually trying to explain it where I haven't really been doing that much yeah I'm getting I'm making progress and I got up at three to do that so I've been up <laughs> well that's I've a, a, I, in my in my
0: life I found that a good sign that if I'm getting up very really early inspired to just get up and do something or create, that's a really good sign. Um, yeah, so linking into that, I've just been uh, moving around the country, uh, staying in various places, having conversations in person and many online, and a lot of it is regarding, well, it's similar to what you're saying, it's that there's this it seems to be in the zeitgeist uh, a movement towards repurposing spaces like physical spaces, whether they be you know buildings that are run down or old farms or you know places like that for let's say emerging paradigm projects which um it's not very clear if these kind of new new projects are going to succeed or not a lot of them just can't get the support the the backing we're still living our lives with old paradigm values and ways of being, falling out, shouting each other, then just getting fed up and getting on someone else. So maybe it will be uh, two or three generations before we learn to get, to get along, but at least we're placing these, but yeah, putting placeholders down and actually have conversations. Um, I spoke to Praz and Mark Wagnon uh, yesterday, and I'm, I may be going to see Praz and Ibiza, hang out with him, See what's happening there because that it's like I don't know what Vancouver's like. I'd love to hear that, but in in certainly Ibiza, it sounds like there's a community of people who are at least in their thinking every single day. They're thinking of, you know they're not so so that makes a, a different petri dish of potential conversation to lead to something. And if there's money around and people saying yeah, like that, do it. The key for me is that I, I don't see how the old model of financing anything can support what's emerging so either it's people leaving stuff in their wills or just saying here just have half a million. do what you want with it <laughs> you know experiment lose it try and create something of value but I, yeah so that for me these catch-22s of will there be a point where someone just i'm, I'm going to give you half my money i don't care uh, that that feels to me more freeing than than someone saying I, I need my money back in three years
1: for sure, I mean, to me, in every community, I'm I'm sure there are philanthropists or people who do have something who are about to die. That if if it was set up right, like if it was sort of, uh, I don't know, like maybe just blockchain transparent, where you know exactly where the money's going. Because I think people are just sick of corruption, and they're sick they're sick of people just stealing. <laughs> and yeah. They, they want to make sure it goes into the right hands. And I think if that's set up right, that a, a huge channel could open up. It's-
0: well, it's these, uh, I mean, one of the main conversations yesterday was regarding the the concept of trust and how uh, anyone with money says, I, I, well, I trust you to put this money towards that, which is going to lead to something good, whether it, I don't care. If I'm going to give you $2 million, then as long as people have fresh water that didn't, that's great. Thank you. And that's kind of easy with in many ways. But in terms of the Western society, um, how like I was just listening to a video of a friend of mine who's in Kingston, New York, mostly. And he and his brothers bought three very poorly run down places in a, in a really low income area. And they got like all three for like less than 100 grand. And they've done, done them up over 10 years of dedication, just run, doing their job, doing a normal thing but they're building that community. Um, and it's, but it requires a certain kind of attitude, skill set, persistence, mm-hmm. extraordinary energy, social requirements. It's a, it's a big ask, but they seem to be repurposing these three buildings to change it into something. Mm. Um, so how, how do you model that? How do you copy that kind of behavior? So if they say, like, we're going to create these buildings that have creative spaces, a creative lab or whatever, okay, Fine. Um, and, and then you invite people in, and then that's, that's where the challenges begin. I do see that happening more and more. I, I, I think that's what's going to happen over the next five, 10 years as one system starts to collapse and people start looking around, and no one knows what's going on. And those have been like you and I and others that we know, we've been at this for 20, 30 years. So we know how to adapt to this and say, hey, come over here.
1: Mm. <laughs> that's why. I'm open as the imagine, so I guess. Well, I, I mean, I, th- I think the, uh, I mean, what I think I told you, right, I had this building in downtown Victoria for almost a year that would have normally cost about $10,000 a month, and it was it was given to me. Are you there? Did you disappear? I don't know where, I, I don't know where I I'm, I'm going. Where I'm. <laughs> no, I just got that, that look am. of you with the, yeah, okay, buddy, tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So anyway, so I had this like a 5,000 square foot building, massive building downtown for almost a year where I'd met this guy and at a a health trade show in front of a conspiracy booth. We had a five minute conversation. And then the next day he gave me a key. We went around to his he had like 50 buildings and we found one and he gave me this key. And for the next year, I had this adventure there where I was the, it was my first time where I had responsibility for building and I let anything happen and I'd never charge money. And, and I had an incredible time. Have you documented that? I, I was filming it at the time, but I was I was very low on resources. <laughs> right. Um, there may be some stuff online. Well, but that's was- a good conversation to have because that, I'm sure you talked to parts about his social future building idea. Yeah. well yeah. But what like the idea of a dream space like that yeah. like just even that name alone and then everyone would come in sort of like with their idea what they wanted to do but it was I didn't have a team I didn't have like we needed you know maybe twenty to fifty thousand dollars maybe just to get the technology get enough computers get some cameras um, have it so it could be its own tech studio and sort of be like a community. Like I needed to put a community communication room in there and that would have totally transformed it. And I didn't have, I was just doing the tables. All my stuff was, it was quite a, quite far behind in terms of development. But now if I had like this massive building and then the community communication room, I I think as soon as you prototype that, as soon as you show how necessary it is, and how important it is to generate that local economy to get the artists going, to get the inventors going, because then you create something that can help those people out, and they're the ones that are coming up with the new things. So I'm gonna speak on that. I need to. I'm gonna get this
0: guy just called me. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna take some. I might disappear for thirty seconds. I've got. Okay, text I'm just gonna get see a, see a cup of Monica.
1: tea. I'm just gonna get a cup cup of tea. Okay. Delighted that uh, I wrote it backwards, got it right. Yeah, sure.
0: I was going to pick up on. So, um, past few days. Can you hear me? Am I? Yeah. Past few days, I was in uh, in Wales, in Cardiff. Beautiful Wales. if anyone does listen to this eventually or at any point in the future. Uh, about two and a half hours from London to West, Wales, different country. And just meeting with people who are um, trying to do that, repurpose a space. And uh, in terms of the, one of my interests is in, in repurposing spaces because I think that's going to be uh, an activity that we're going to be doing in the future as a, as a network of people um, it's so that it's not it's who owns the space because if someone said this is my space i want to do something uh, what do you think then it's like how do you dream in a vision for a space that fits that specific space the area the the, the, the land you know what does the land want do people listen to the land do they you know do they even give offerings or, or recognize that there are other beings in that space, not just the humans. There's that aspect. Uh, and then there's the, uh, once you've got an idea and you say, okay, we're going to do stuff here. You've got to get the message out. And a lot of people just don't have those skills the money, the time, whatever. So I'd like to have a vision where there is a network of people with the, the investment, the, the places and the people and the models that just basically can just be simply connected up, and then if for me this if and this is one of the things I was talking with Mark, a, a fiduciary, like a not like a grants body, but a fiduciary team of people where the, the big investors can say right, we trust you. So we say okay, there's a building. Elijah's found a building in Vancouver. He's got the models. We're going to apply those prototypes, mm-hmm. and off we go. Um, that, that should become easier once it's done, prototype well in one place. Uh, and then it just becomes applicable everywhere. And then if anybody says, hey, look, I've got a building, I've got this factory warehouse, we need that support. And then you just plug in all of your tech, other people's tech, other people's content. And the key is having the hosts who can, you know, people come in, they're hosted, they're welcome, they feel good. That is, you know, so I'd love to hear from your experience, what are the key, if you can wing it off the top of your head, when you've got a space, what are the key elements to that, to doing it well? And what are the (laughs) fuck-ups? You're on mute, Elijah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, you know th- that's a good question because there was something specific I noticed and it was very important it was that the space actually almost had three customers or three different needs that had to be sort of addressed and there there might be three spaces or timing when you're moving different types of people because I mean there was kind of like there was the homeless people that just needed a space to get out of the cold and eat and just have, have a place different from your normal places where anytime I went in there, it didn't kind of seem like a homey, fun, creative place. It's just kind of like a government run place. That's kind of the energy. They don't put much stock in color or music or, or fun. Right. So that then you had sort of like the bright youth, you had the the youth that needed a place to really create and connect together. And, you know, they didn't, They didn't really want to be around homeless people. And, you know, they wanted the space to themselves to create what they wanted to create. And then there's like a third group of artists that were sort of like they needed a place to create to sort of get their work going. It was more like a business thing. The artists needed a place where they they needed to sort of work together. And so each one of those spaces or, or people were very different in mindset and sort of interfered with one another. And because at Victoria at that time, the, the homelessness, like there's over a thousand people in, in Victoria, could be up to 2000, you know, between a thousand and 2000. And at that time, uh, there was a lot of attention upon it. And I had an anti poverty group, 20 people come in like once a week to kind of, from the uh, all homeless looking to go, how do we deal with this? And then there was another meeting at City Hall of of all people had big salaries trying to figure out how to solve the problem, but they never came together. And that that was another big thing of, you know, where's a place where there's an even playing field between all sort of stakeholders and all people. So that, because again, like in my mindset, but I didn't tell anyone, I said you could do anything in the space and I wouldn't charge you. Cause a lot of times, you know, you need the hundred bucks. You need something to, to sort of pay for the rent and the pit. You got to get everything. You need a certain budget to get something going rather than being able to just create it on the spot. You know, you got an idea, everyone chip in, create it and then make it happen. So the idea that you didn't have to pay, but I didn't sort of put that on the wall as some big thing. I just let it happen and, and see what, what people would do. So, you know, if that was sort of blared out there or people knew what would happen, you know, given maybe not yet a thousand people trying to do things in the space. So, I mean, the, there, and there wasn't, it was me by myself. So I didn't have a team and there definitely needed to be a team because there was too much power in my hands. And I saw that, like, if you're the single stakeholder and you're running the place, your word goes and it goes against you. You just kick them out. And that isn't the sort of atmosphere that you probably want. (laughs) Um,
0: and why why couldn't why could you, I mean, out of all of those people coming in out, did um, you at any time intentionally want to that team or did you
1: not have the time or you couldn't find the right people? Well, or? well there, there was a... I came in really looking to try to make an activist headquarters, in a sense. That was my biggest desire. But I came in as an unknown. And at that time, I was, I was in my uh, blue hair, purple cape phase so i was i was right on captain sweep so so there's this strange new wizard in town and then the, the man who had given me the building had a very he had a bad reputation in town because he had in his older younger days he'd been quite the capitalistic pig and uh, he was well known in town and then he had a an awakening and he had he became a born again christian and he was super into uh, jesus and so we used to talk about god all the time and that was our our kind of thing because he he was so i never met a true holy roller in a sense and he was it was beautiful because all we did was talk about god and then every month his management team would kick us out because they hated us because we weren't paying rent and, and we were like hippies right there was all the hippies in town would go there and they would just come in storm and say, this has to go, this has to go. And so they toss us out for a day, we think we're out. And then I talked to the boss and he'd say, no, 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 they can't do that. Oh, everything's fine. (laughs) And so every month it would go out that the place was ended. So there was a kind of, there was this thing about the space, right? It, It immediately got a reputation and because it was sort of connected to him, the activists didn't trust it and because I was always filming people, they didn't trust me. So I was always trying to film everything. And so, you know, looking back, there was a lot of humor involved in terms of all the mistakes I was making, but it sure was a fun time because it, it, uh, a lot of different people came through there and certain people sort of did very well and sort of had a place to kind of hang out. Cause I think people need a place to hang out and yeah, but, but you definitely meet like, it was kind of like the artwork anyone could put could paint on the walls, because I, I had this place in about four, five, four different cities, and if you had a rule where an artist could take a point a, a piece of the wall and do some art, and you you had that as an open game, you get beautiful stuff. Like the, the the place turns into this incredible art gallery because of the people's because the artists start to feel like they can they can express. So that balance between the timing of the schedule of what occurs and what is possible the relationship with the community. Does it, does it sort of support whoever's the team and the people there? I think that's a big thing. You want, you want people that really are engaged already with the community. I think that have a good reputation that have a lot of leeway, you know, for allowing things to happen.
0: Yes, just listening to that. There's the whole. I mean, it really is an art art form to be able to switch your code to be able to relate to to anybody, whether it's the local council, the person who owns the building, the local community, to the homeless, to the. There's so many different ways of code switching is required. The individual group wants. How can you kind? Is it possible to meet all the needs of every single different, Stakeholder in a in a in a group, and that people feel ah, this is a government run thing. Don't trust it. Uh, this is a corporate trying to just take from us. This is, they're trying to sell me something. Uh, um, so that that I think it requires a, a lot of decompression. I think that takes learning, and for people to when they go in, first of all, this is one of the comm- part of the conversation yesterday. Is if I'm walking around this area, see I see a building and it's inviting me to come in the first thing I'm like "What? what is this about who's in charge you? What's? is it just a one-off is it connected is there some kind of concept to you am, am I going to be sold to it? it's a really I need to be met very quickly at the door in some way mm-hmm. your own and there's like 60 people around you can't do that and then as soon as that happens conversation flies off you can't control it so it's that it's that balance of when you come in, you know what it is. And in fact, when I did a very small scale in a, in a room inside a college, which used to be a, like a science room, it was empty with white walls and we only had five artists in there and maybe only one or two at one time doing stuff, but just that simple free space, created conversation that went through the whole college virally and people kept coming there questioning so I do, the, the key for me is how do you how do you steward those spaces well and the balance of control, not control, emergence, scaffolding, and then who's paying for it? Because if it is free, then that really has to be, that's, that has to be that, so that if you were holding that space for a year, all power to you for doing that, to, to be able to try, <laughs> to try and manage <laughs> all that. So if you're going to do it again, what would be the,
1: process well i think i think they're like the missing piece was that community communication room which was like a project incubator uh organizing system and i think because i've got all my tables right like i can i can do a lot of configurations of bringing people in to do these divinations in group divinations that now could kind of like, there needs to be a sort of like a, that can be a money generator and that can be a part of the schedule where <clears throat> during this time, this is going on and this does cost money and this is gonna pay the bills. Um, then you have sort of like, it's just like, again, if you have a bigger space and you've got more rooms available, while that's going on in the rest of the building, other things can be going on. So it's, it's kind of like the, the schedule is huge. And then what music is playing is huge. I think like the music of what's playing dictates what's, what's occurring. Like, let's say you had like reading, you know, just general reading and quiet work time. And it was, let's say, 9 to 11 every morning and you played Mozart. And that's just the schedule. And then, you know, as soon as it hits, we got lunch and we got, you know, some uh, speakers coming in. And now it's switching. So the conversation type switches. Now the music, let's say, switches. And now you've got some ambient background and somebody comes in to to be a speaker. And then let's say from one to four, you've got a whole school coming in and you're doing a, a series of fun exercises. And that's the whole space is booked. And so it shifts to that. Now facilitators come in, they're being paid. And now the space is used for this. Then as soon as they go out from five to seven, it's just uh, cash time switch over time, nothing, you know, you can do whatever you want. Um, there's a cleanup after the, the afternoon and then you're getting ready for a, a seven o'clock session where half the space is being used by two groups to do X. So half the space is now open and, you know, so the, so the, the, the schedule is everything. And then but allowing, like, I think again, like everything should be on wheels. Everything, like it's like a movie set where everything can be switched around to, to be configured to do something. And that there's always the ability to sort of record and sound record, like there's a, cameras are set up. So if we do wanna add in that aspect, we can. And again, that's something you can charge. So it's, it's you are looking at it as being a place that does produce revenue but it's, um, it's very, it's very um, like everyone is going to want to be there all the time because it's going to be so good. Because the, the, when people really get that, wow, you can change the space, you can be as creative as possible. You can broadcast to the world and then boom, switch it. And all of a sudden you're in a meditation for the, for, you know, an hour kind of thing. And it's, it's. I think now because I had the space I didn't have my tools now I got the tools now I want to combine it all together so but again kind of like I would be coming in let's say as a dream space programmer have the place let's say for a month to 3 months paint it up add the tools add the tech and then I I'd, I'd want to go on and do it somewhere else like I think I'd be more interested in setting them up because that's the kind of like the fun part and then somebody, and then you train the team as you're doing it, you're working with the team and then you'd have a team that you're using. And then you'd go to the next space, go to another city and set it up. And that would probably be like one of, one of the funnest parts of, of doing this. Cause, it, Cause you have to have a space. You just need it. Like it, it's essential. And I think I could like once I got going, I could I think I could finance them by myself in terms of with what I'm working with. I think it would be you could have a pretty reasonable plan, let's say, with two hundred fifty thousand dollars to take any space and get it revenue producing and and get her going kind of thing and have like a franchise type idea. But the whole idea behind it is so sort of unique because it's so multidimensional. The problem most spaces is that they're just functional for one thing and that's it. Yeah and the concepts, yeah. There's there's one
0: group running it with uh, certain set yeah. Certain. Well it was one of the one of the conversations is if you think of a retreat center, a lot of people, you know, you go in, there's a reception, all the rooms are done in a certain way. It's very programmed. It's not much you can do. There's not there's not much creativity that you can put into it. You're there to receive and rest and, and just be looked after, which is a very common uh, thing because people need that. But then there's the spaces where okay, now you've done that, you're ready to to recreate yourself or do something new, a different kind of space. So it's these different spaces, yeah. And I think Fine. if you
1: had, if you had like a a really good set of artists, and those artists are kind of like the core. It could be again like five people. I've been in a situation where I was I was doing a Halloween set in an art gallery with four other artists, and it was one of the best times of my life. I mean, it was you know, creating with other people. Uh, somebody kept on bringing in new resources from this thing that was being ripped apart. And we had a glorious time for two weeks. And I think that if you sort of thought in terms of themes and switching themes and the artists get to do their art, but then they can teach, then they can facilitate, then they can, you know, they can do things in the background while things are happening. And you sort of have a core team and that core team really works on their synergy. Like I think really works on, you know, how do we connect to the kids? Because I think the kids would probably be the youth would be the most important part in 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 one sense and the and the generational connection to the mentors i think yep. that in the background is like there'd be a a lot of artists mentors and then younger people and they'd be sort of in and out of all the programs and sort of not just in the space but you know outside the space doing project like beautification projects cuz i think a big thing would be it'd be like a hub and then you go into the community and you do these larger uh, beautification and uh, projects that get the kids going. Have you ever seen anything like this anywhere else in the world?
0: Or, I mean, there's plenty of people talking about this, of course, but and we have various levels of experience in similar things, art spaces, empty spaces,
1: uh, the world. But why doesn't it, Why isn't it more common? i don't know probably because the artists never have the money and the people with the money you know are always looking to make the buck kind of thing so yeah i think the thing that was unique about this was he he would he had a true sense of philanthropy you know he had 50 buildings he had empty buildings we connected he liked the idea he liked me but he was also in this he was seeing me as this uh Somebody he was trying to connect at a deep level with about his spiritual world. And so, you know, that's almost at the top of what I think that, you know, his sense of true service. He was very that's detached from the project. Interesting because I've met in my time. You can
0: tell when the person, like the person you met, like I met someone. Uh, not too long ago who genuinely has done the inner work and for whatever reason has access to money and genuinely wants to do good for the world, may or may not have a model of how best to do it and wants help and still not quite sure about the control, letting go of control of, no, I want to do it this way, it has to be done this way because it's my money or it's my legacy or whatever but i think that is changing i think and it's going to change that's what i that's why i feel and i hope is that keeps on changing where people who like like you're the man you met just okay two buildings have it fleming who i knew had uh, was given a building in santa monica years ago in the late 80s just had two couches out of that came the new civilization there what 10,000 people in it oh you need the right people space and I guess a certain intentionality and level of awareness within the people that are doing it Uh,
1: Yeah, I think like what I would also add is like this you know the idea of the operating system and the idea of having some structure and sort of training people to like Run the space in a certain way, and I think you have to have, let's say, let's say, a core four people, and then maybe a larger team of twelve, and and then a methodology for training to occur. And so, I mean, to me, the system should be sophisticated, and a lot of um, it's going to take a while for it to get to where it truly would let's say support a shared knowledge community. Because to me, it's it's like the hub of the shared knowledge community, so it's actually A space that nurtures 144 people to come together in some sort of enterprise so that's a step above what most people think about but within the design of at least what i'm working on that's a big piece of the the puzzle right well yeah i mean it's the i mean to to give it my my
0: example the i'm in the uk and i I'm seeing now this is, my intention is to find places like this. Um, there there seems to be, uh, let's say, an emerging zeitgeist of uh, people with land or estates or buildings that want, they've heard of regeneration and rewelding. welding I want to be enrolled in that. They're clearly seeing that's what's happening. So it's like, okay, but how do you link them up? So it's not just isolated things that are, are going to pop up like mushrooms, then we just don't be killed off. So how do you create that mycelium and, and weave together and have those dialogues and conversations so that they're not cannibalizing on each population. So in Scotland, which is not that big a place, not that many uh, cities really, if you're in Glasgow, and uh, you don't want you don't want to be, oh, do I go here, 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 and then start to compete for, um, you know, the, the people to go and visit the, the audience. So I, because there is a place now, it's happening. It's an island, thank you, it's an island uh, in Butte. And the, he's very focused on currently work in business or in corporates or in large companies to develop different ways of, of behaving from inside companies. So he's got a space that he's slowly trying to get investment for to build to do that specifically, but it's very much his vision, his view. It's not a free space.
1: Yeah.
0: He is inviting in local people. He wants to serve the local people and local populace, but it's very much it's my land, it's my vision, this is what I'm doing, which is fine. That's that's his next step. I think mm. there are needing to be places which are completely, well, other, other way, more anarchic, more... Um, yeah. And then it's finding those combinations of the as we're speaking here I've got telegrams coming up from a guy who's in the guy we spoke about who's in in Kingston, New York regarding the Web3 stuff how to then create a new economy tokenization exchange model can can you speak a bit about that maybe if if you've had experience of what your thoughts are on that
1: well I I think that You know, there's a vast potential of people who will contribute their time and effort if they believe in the project and if they feel like they're treated right in a sense and that there's no way of tracking that. And so if you're in the world where you don't have much money, you really have to count on finding ways to do things that don't cost money where people pitch in. And so certain projects... You know, if, if you, you got 10 people, let's say at our level, it might cost hundreds of thousands of dollars or something if people really put their time in. But if there's some way to sort of track hours and then some sort of, as you say, a compensation in some manner that the shared knowledge community has a methodology by creating its own currency. Because I think at some point there's going to be methodology for a community to truly track its currency that hasn't been created yet. But just with looking at, you know, the cryptos and the coins and the tokens and the the methodology of of creating currencies, I think um, some people have that figured out. I'm not one of them. Um, But I know that there are you know, all across everywhere, you know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are coming up with new solutions right now. And we don't know what they are. And so the, the shared knowledge community or the dream space acts to me like an antenna for that community, for those originators and artists in the community to gather there and to share their knowledge and to act as like an incubator to bring out this emerging new paradigm. And so I don't think we figured it out, but I think the pieces are there. We have to put the pieces together now. And I think you're in contact, you know, through your, your great mobility that you're, you're, you're in contact with a lot of these different people and, and you're seeing the, the puzzle pieces. And I think like I have a bit of a framework to put puzzle pieces together. And so I, I think that each person has a bit of their own function and we just have to start operating a little bit stronger as a team to see how to put the puzzles together to, to build what I think is coming through us. Well, I, yes.
0: I mean, I think for me, it's just the, somebody talked about the different capitals. I don't like using the word capital because one of the key things I, I think for the next phase is, is conscious linguistics that we use language and coding that doesn't trigger. Oh, I just heard the word venture capital. Oh, I've heard this. Uh, I just no. So it's really, if you've got land and or buildings, one you've got the people, you've got whatever kind of um, resources are required to make it work. Whether that's money or everything else, but that that's that's key. Or a token system, and then it's the concept. And, and the, the opportunity so let's call it the operation system um, of course this is basically has this work since the early 2000s of social computer and it's, that's why we're all talking to each other because we've got all these maps and, and tools so so yeah I mean one of the things we talked about like Mark uh, what was talking about was when investors of the future are saying what do we put money into uh any project should be able to tick a lot of boxes across as he calls it, the 12 different whether it's energy, education, transport you've got to tick as many boxes as possible that's a that's an evolutionary project as he called. he's interested in projects that are about evolving not about using the old ways of doing things so that needs a trusted team who can say ah, that project's going to work that's going to work, yes, we give it to Elijah because he's got two buildings running in Vancouver and he's done those and now he wants to do one well, whatever, Victoria, whatever it is in in, an area. So I think that's the, and I'm similar. I want to be going in the UK to to a sitter anywhere, finding those buildings and getting them up and running and then sharing that knowledge across a network of whatever, whatever they're called, doesn't matter. uh, And, uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, it's all seems to be, well, it's foremost in my mind right now because spaces seem to be popping up everywhere.
1: Well, I I think at least the, I think maybe each of us is starting to concentrate more on, I guess, getting our particular part in alignment. And I think for you, because you're so present moment now, game of now moving about (laughs) that your hand's in a lot of pies. And, but that itself is sort of like the, the gift, which you have to connect the dots and to, um, to see what's missing and, and to start to, I think, you know, communicate to people in a manner that shows something bigger is growing here. And I'm sure Gino's going to show up in some manner. <laughs> he always does. His main thing, though, been
0: Gino's main thing, because I just, I was with a friend of his, uh, Benjamin, we spent some time together that, um, Right now, Gino's main thing is he's in this Metatron. It's called Metatron. It's a Discord channel, and is really building these uh, antarabab, these different communities that is in spiritual uh, breakthrough, breakdown, whatever you want to call it. But there's an, an emergency room. There's someone you can talk to. There's a place you can go, and then there's healing, and then there's okay, now what? And whether it's the. Um, this entrepreneurship as a spiritual path, which uh, I actually had Benjamin come up with. Um, and, and how do you help people do that? Because a lot of people just are not natural entrepreneurs. Say that again. A lot of people are not natural entrepreneurs. We were not uh, conditioned to be thinking like that. And, and for me, a lot of entrepreneurship is, it's really boring you've got to come up with an idea and then repeat it. And then just build, 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 build. It becomes mechanistic. You you have to optimize it, maximize it. And you just, your life becomes mechanistic wherever you're trying to create or build. And I'm not interested in anything like that. So for me, um, it's much more of the, I get up in the morning, I feel want to create something, I know where to go. And whatever I give my time and attention, I'm going to get credits in some system, which I'm able to exchange those credits to actually Eat and have a bed for the night. I think more and more people, especially young ones, they're not going to give a damn about uh, having a house or anything. Just got a nice bed to sleep in, a nice pod, got a place to eat. That's me. I can now move around and I'm free. And as, uh, it was great, this was uh, Benjamin said this actually. People who've got very big houses, they often live in just two rooms. They don't live <laughs> in the rest of it's just sort of there. Mm. Just do not optimize spaces. In a world for, uh, you know, that's the old idea. I've got money, I'm going to build a massive house for me. Now the future will be, okay, let's repurpose that. And then a huge conversation in my head with all different parts of myself is the meritocracy. Who deserves to, to get access? And the guy I met in, uh, in Catalonia, he's got an anarchist hippie, independentista space in the mountains. He's like, I don't really take anyone seriously unless they give up their time and energy. I don't, I don't mean they have to live here for free and do, do all... No, they're not slave, but they actually keep coming back and they're willing to chat to me and maybe, you know, cut the grass or plant something or look after some kids. Then I do something and just do that and then, you know, so I quite like that a minimum of a year of some kind of commitment. You get maybe tokens in return for that. You've shown that. Therefore, when I go anywhere and I say, you know, I've got these tokens because I've shown I've committed to all these projects, when I trust this guy. Um, so it's it's emerging, and I'm sure we'll develop lots of really good protocols for these kind of things. Mm. What's that? Anything else? What what else is on your mind? Um, or, in your, or, or in your heart or
1: just well, it's, it's good to see you. It's 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 good to feel on point in a sense of um, a bit of synergy happening. And I, ju- I I it'd be interesting to do this with the other people in the in the that responded to your call. Well, I can tell you about them. I mean, this is an interesting thing because we're recording and that's
0: fine. So, uh, Neil Davidson, Neil, extraordinary man, never met him in person. I will hopefully change that in the next few months because I'm going to Belgium uh, and he's in part of Belgium called Leuven and he moved there a few years ago or last year. And Neil is an extraordinary thinker, very experienced, very experienced in Australia with attempting to do community-led and let's talk about climate change and how we've got to change and everything else and just frustrated, not support. And he kept pumping out these amazing maps that he does. The one kind of things that he he's got his own maps or or maybe diagrams that as such, a that and uh, yeah he he's he's just wanting to get stuck in and helping the community because, you know, he's very good at writing at great length, very coherently about all sorts and you've got Alona who's in Galicia. I believe she was born in Russia. I don't know, but Alona's is very well connected. Of course, she's in Galicia. I'd love to visit her community. She's got a little uh, place, and it's next door to another anarchist community as well. I believe so that's a trip, uh, literally. And uh, you know, someone's in there, as you know, a man you know quite well in the past, and. Chad Green, who else was there? (laughs) Alison in Australia just said yes. And then the wonderful John Cuba Lewis, who just turned it. Did you see what he wrote? He wrote Small Animal Night. That was his comment. Small Animal Night? Yeah, I met John Johnny in 2004. And he was the bar manager of the Bar and restaurant that I ended up being a core owner of in Munich, in Germany, it was called the Twisted Valeria. Johnny ended up as the bar manager, and it was the most farcical bar, restaurant, community space that I can ever imagine because it was just ridiculous. So he and I were out one night, basically um, trying to do some kind of core therapy to get through the, the, the mental stress of the place, <laughs> which is one of and he, and he said, let's do a small animal night. And the small animals just don't get the time together. You know, cats and dogs go out, they can hang out but these small animals. So we had this idea of bringing small animals to the bar and restaurant, having races on the floor. And it just gave us hours and hours of tears of laughter Of designing the whole thing, the flyer. The, it was just that. It never happened, of course, because Palling Laws would have said, no way you can have ripped gerbils running around on the floor in a bar and restaurant. But... It's a symbol of that kind of space, because we tried to create this bar, restaurant, poetic, you name it, uh, kind of place. And this is Germany 2004. Just it just didn't stick. <laughs> it didn't happen. It just, we didn't even have a sign. It's the old sign of the place. It was in the Keller Bar. We ran out of things. We couldn't afford. So oh, sorry, we don't have that. Not on the menu. Where's this place? It's just about oh, sorry, we run out of that as well. <laughs> you guys have no cash flow? No. So it was that But it was a great experiment and it somehow kept going for two years after I left. <laughs> choosing your partners, choosing your colleagues, very, very,
1: very important. Huge. Huge. But sometimes <laughs> you, you don't have a choice. Sometimes the universe just kind of sticks you together for exactly whatever exactly. reason. I just remember the whole, you know, uh, bless her. She was a was
0: her. she was smoking a joint going, we could, we could paint the roof and do, we can make it like Alice in Wonderland. Or, 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 or Wizard of Oz. I was like, yeah, yeah. That that requires expensive paint on the artist doing it. We can't even afford a sign. Let's think about priorities. Because I just think that a lot of the stuff you have to do in the world is very, it's nitty-gritty, it's not very interesting. It's bureaucratic a lot of the times, it's repetition. The idea is basically, hey, let's just, you know, get high or you know, have some drinks, just chat, but what this could be, you could do that for days. But then, right, you now have to do something. That's when the doers and the makers and the creatives come in because the, the others, the
1: dreamers, just, they have their own space where they can do what they want. But, well, you definitely need somebody who's good with paperwork and it would be neither you nor I. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind paperwork. I love it. I love doing it when I need to do it, but
0: I'd rather not be doing any of it. I don't think with, with AI coming in, we don't need to do as much. We just
1: say, yes, yes, yes. Click that. Click that. It's done. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I, maybe what we can do is I'll, I'll load this up and I'll, we can put it in that, um, that thread and show them that we did it. And maybe invite them to go to the next one.
0: Yeah, just say, hey, we chatted, you know. So, hi, everyone. Uh, did I mention,
1: did I forget to mention something? I said, Neil,
0: Alona, Chad, Allison, uh, Soma, Johnny,
1: Lewis, and you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds like and a, if, I a great group. It,
0: if I have, if I have, if I've made mistakes and i apologize if i've said anything about anybody that wasn't correct
1: how about maybe what uh maybe we can um said uh i could then have an invite into the zoom call at some time when do you think would be a good time or day I, I think it's with these things it's just here just here uh, so let me just think because you know neil
0: neil's about an hour ahead as is alona and uh, so they're yeah, Alison, I don't think, goes on to uh, onto Zooms, you know, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't, Chad is a very busy man. He a school, works in school.
1: Well, I just think um, that, that you've got a, you, you, you've got to. Well, what a I could do, what I could, what
0: I could do, actually, here, here's what I could do. I can offer, uh, I, starting small, rather than trying to get a whole lot of them into one group at the same time, you know, um, Neil Neil is working very hard on preparing for his new uh, new project. So just the three of us to try and chat. I don't know. He might say, I'm too busy. I can't do this. But if it serves his work or he, he shares it, um, maybe that is of interest to it. So after this, I'll, I'll just say, hey, Neil. Um are you up for chat with Elijah around uh, around your work?
1: Just sharing, sharing our work at the time. I am down for whatever you put forward. I'm uh, I, I'd love to meet the people that you know. I think they're uh, a very interesting bunch, and I'm willing to support you in terms of uh, the synergy of our of our connection. Cool. <laughs> great to see you. Have a great good to morning. see everyone out there. And. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll see you all soon.